0: Good evening. Good evening. evening. Now, this morning, we looked at how leaders can cause a nation to sin. In particular, you know, we looked at King Manasseh, who lived around the time of Jeremiah. And if you look at his reign, his reign actually ended about... 20 years before the ministry of Jeremiah started. So they lived around the same time. But even though Manasseh's reign had ended, God was going to punish Judah because of the sins of Manasseh. And that's what he says to Jeremiah. Manasseh was evil and did so many wicked things that it set in motion God's punishment of Judah. And tonight, what I want to do is I want to look at Manasseh, King Manasseh, and all that he did, and what happened to him later in life. Because he was not always evil. But what we see is even though he repents later in life and turns to God, Judah still faced consequences for Manasseh's actions. Because even though we can be saved, washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ, our actions can cause consequences that we can face. And this is what happened with Manasseh. If you would turn to 2 Chronicles, chapter 33, And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 20. 2 Chronicles 33, 1 through 20. 2 Chronicles 33, 1 through 20. And it's written, Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 5 and 50 years in Jerusalem. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. For he went back and built the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down, and he set up altars for Baal, and made groves, and worshiped all the hosts of heaven, and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, whereof the Lord had said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. And he built altars for all the host of the heavens in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he caused his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnon and gave himself to witchcraft and to charming and to sorcery. And he used them which had familiar spirits and soothsayers. He did very much evil in the sight of the Lord to anger him. He put also the carved image which he had made in the house of God, Whereof God had said to David and to Solomon his son in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Neither will I make the foot of Israel to remove any more out of the land which I have appointed for your father, so that they take heed and do all that I have commanded them according to the law and the statutes and judgments by the hand of Moses. So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err and to do worse than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spake to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not regard. Wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the host of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh and put him in fetters and bound him in chains and carried him to Babel. And when he was in tribulation, he prayed to the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed unto him and God was entreated of him and heard his prayer and brought him again to Jerusalem and into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Now after this, he built a wall without the city of David on the west side of Gihon in the valley, even at the entry of the fish gate, and compassed about offal, and raised it very high, and put captains of war in all the strong cities of Judah. And he took away the strange gods and the image out of the house of the Lord, and all the altars that he had built in the mount of the house of the Lord, and in Jerusalem, and cast them out of the city. Also he prepared the altar of the Lord, and sacrificed thereon peace offerings, and of thanks and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. Nevertheless, the people did sacrifice still in the high places, but unto the Lord their God. Concerning the rest of the acts of Manasseh and his prayer unto his God and the words of the seers that spake to him in the name of the Lord God of Israel, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel. And his prayer and how God was entreated of him and all his sin and his trespass And the places wherein he built high places and set groves and images before he was humbled, behold, they are written in the book of the seers. So Manasseh slept with his fathers, and they buried him in his own house, and Ammon his son reigned in his stead. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from it. I thank you, Lord, that we can just take what we learn and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we worship, that you would just illuminate your word and help us just to apply your word into our life. And Lord, I just pray that you would, again, be with those that could not make it tonight, those that may be traveling, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak through me tonight and give me the words to say that you would just hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And again, Lord, if there is anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would just speak to their hearts tonight. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this morning, again, we looked at how a leader can cause a nation to sin. And this was true for Manasseh. And we also looked at how God has not changed his view of sin. God hates sin. And we see in the life of Manasseh that God hated the sin that Manasseh did. And Manasseh's sin set in motion things that caused Israel to be punished. But again, even though the leader can cause the nation to sin, even though the king of Israel and the king of Judah were the spiritual leaders of their nations, the people were still responsible for their own sin, because they didn't have to listen to the king. Yes, he was king, but if the king was telling them to go against God, they were to follow the law of God, regardless of what the king said. But in 2 Chronicles 33, 1 through 20, and in 2 Kings 21, 1 through 18, we have the Acts of Manasseh. Manasseh was the son of Hezekiah. And if you remember King Hezekiah, he was a godly king. He did that which was right in the eyes of God. And if you remember, it was Hezekiah who God told him that he was going to, to take Hezekiah from the earth and he told Hezekiah to set his, his affairs in order and, and Hezekiah laid on his bed and he prayed and, and he said, you know, wanted God to give him more time and God gave him more time. And to prove that God was giving him more time, if you remember, the, the sun moved back some and Hezekiah saw it and he knew that God was going to give him more time. But if you remember, sometimes it's not good that God gives someone more time. And we see that with Hezekiah, because Hezekiah was lifted in pride later on. But Manasseh was his son. And if you think about it, Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, but he would have seen the godly acts of Hezekiah, But he would have also seen the pride of Hezekiah and how Hezekiah was lifted up in pride. But when we look at Manasseh, Manasseh was far from a godly man for much of his life. And it says that Manasseh reigned in Jerusalem for 55 years. So he was a long reigning king. But then what we see about Hezekiah, and I think what really speaks about the man Hezekiah, the king, or I'm sorry, Manasseh, the king Manasseh, look at what it says in verse 2. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. But then look at, The evil that he did. It says, like the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. And if you look back in the book of Leviticus, you see the things that God lists that those nations did. And he also tells the children of Israel, do not do these things. Because if you do these things, the land is going to spit you out. I'm going to cast you from the land. And and Manasseh, I keep calling Manasseh Hezekiah. And Manasseh did the same thing. It's all your fault, Christy. So think about the things that he did. Look at what it says. It says, he went back, in verse 3, and built the high places which Hezekiah his father had torn down. He set up altars for Baal. He made groves where the idols would be worshipped and began this idol worship. And then it says he worshipped all the host of heaven. Basically, he was worshipping stars. All the host of heavens, and he served them. And then it says he built altars. Now look at this. In the house of the Lord. Think about that. He went into the temple of God And built altars for these idols. Into the temple of God and built altars for these idols. And look at what it tells us. He built altars in the house of the Lord, whereof the Lord had said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. Forever. So he built altars in the house of the Lord. And then it says that he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts. So not only did he set up altars inside the temple, the two courts of the temple, the outside of the temple, those areas outside the temple, he put altars there as well. And then it says he sets up altars for Baal made groves, worshiped all the host of heaven, put altars in the house of the Lord, put altars in the courts of the Lord, and then it gets to what I talked about this morning. Remember where I said that he sacrificed his children? This is where it tells us about that. In verse six, and he caused his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, so he sacrificed his children. To these pagan gods, he burned his children alive sacrificing them to these gods. And then, look at what it also says. He gave himself to witchcraft, to charming, to sorcery. He used them that had familiar spirits, basically necromancy, and soothsayers, fortune-telling. He did very much evil in the sight of the Lord to anger him, and that's the key there. His sin angered God. (coughs) His sin angered God. Remember, God hates sin. And all the time that Manasseh was doing these things, God's anger was building against Manasseh and the children of Judah, the tribe of Judah. The kingdom of Judah was building against the kingdom of Judah. And then look at what it also says. He didn't stop there. He put also the carved image which he had made in the house of God, whereof God had said to David and to Solomon, his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen before all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Now, later on, in the book of Daniel, when it talks about the Antichrist, declaring himself to be God in the temple, or when it talks about Antiochus Epiphany, setting up an idol in the temple, what does it call it? The abomination of desolation. This is pretty much the same thing. He put an idol in the temple of God and started to worship it as he would worship God. That's an abomination of desolation. Now we see why God continued to remember the sin of Manasseh. He defiled the temple. He defiled the holy temple in Jerusalem. And it says, if you look forward, in verse 9, it says, So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err and to do worse than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. Manasseh was worse than Ahab. Even though Ahab was king of Israel, Manasseh was worse than Ahab in what he did. And he made Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err and to do worse than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. So all those nations that God drove out Manasseh did worse than those people. He did very much evil in the sight of God. Setting up all these idols, doing all these evil things. But I want you to think about something. Even though we see all the evil that Manasseh was doing, What's one thing we know about God? He's merciful. He's merciful. And God was not going to leave Judah to this sin. And we see what he does in verse 10. It says, The Lord spake to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not regard How did God speak to the people? He sent prophets. He sent his prophets into Judah to try to turn the people back to him. And he did this out of his mercy, out of his love. He did this out of his mercy. He did this out of his love. He sent prophets to Judah to speak the word of the Lord to the people. And what did Manasseh do? Well, according to tradition, this was during the time that he killed Isaiah. He killed the prophets. And what happens? God punishes them. He punishes them. Look at verse 11. Wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the host of the king of Assyria which took Manasseh and put him in fetters and bound him in chains and carried him to Babylon. He punishes Judah. He punishes Manasseh in particular because of this sin. Now we would think that we would, this would be the last that we hear of Manasseh. grace. God shows his grace to Manasseh. It says that Manasseh prays. He's in tribulation. He's in captivity. And then Manasseh prays. And if you think about it, it's probably one of the first times in his life that he ever prayed to God. But he prays. And it says... In particular, look at how it's written. He prayed to the Lord, his God. Even after everything that Manasseh had done, he prays to God, the one true God, the God of his fathers. And then look at what it says. And he humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed unto him, and God was entreated of him. God forgave him. God forgave him. After all the things that Manasseh had done, all the evil that Manasseh had done, sacrificing his children, desecrating the temple, setting up altars throughout the kingdom of Judah, leading the people of Judah to turn from God and to worship idols, God forgives him when he humbles himself and he turns to God and asks for forgiveness. Good. God was entreated of him, and look at this, and heard his prayer. And look at how merciful God is. Amen. If you think Manasseh didn't need to be king and wasn't worthy to be king. When he seeks forgiveness of God and turns back to God and God is entreated of him and God forgives him, God puts him back on the throne. God puts him back on the throne. It says, God hears his prayer and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Now, we don't know what happened to Manasseh while he was in captivity. But a change takes place. A change takes place. He's in tribulation. And in this tribulation... He prays not to his idols. He prays to God and humbles himself before God. God hears his prayer. God is entreated of him. And God shows him mercy. God shows him grace. Unmerited favor. Because Manasseh hadn't done anything to merit the grace of God. He hadn't done anything to merit the mercy of God. He didn't hadn't done anything to merit the forgiveness of God. But you know what? Neither is any of us. That's right. Neither is any of us. God hears his prayer and has mercy on him and brings him again to Jerusalem, to his kingdom. And then Manasseh knew that the Lord. Was God. And then look at the change that takes place. Manasseh tears down all the altars that he built, gets rid of all the idols that he had built, and casts them out of the city. And he starts to worship God. And it says that he prepares the altar of the Lord. And if you look back in the book of Leviticus, you see how the altar is prepared. He had the Levites prepare the altar and rededicate it so it could be used. He prepares the altar of the Lord and he sacrifices their own peace offerings and offerings of thanks. And then he commands Judah to serve God. A change took place. A change only God could make in someone's life a change only God could make in someone's life. And it says, nevertheless, the people did sacrifice still in the high places, but they sacrificed to God. And then we see Manasseh starts to strengthen the cities and and do all of these different things in the kingdom. But the key here is, is that a change took place in Manasseh's life. He went from being one of the most evil kings to repenting of that sin and serving God. A change takes place. And we see that God had mercy on him. And and this shows us that God can have mercy and forgive and save even the worst people in the world. The worst sinners, the most wicked of sinners, God can forgive and save. But we also see something else. And this is what we see in the book of Jeremiah. Even though God had mercy and forgave Manasseh, even though God had mercy and forgave Manasseh, the damage was done. The damage was done. God still brought punishment upon Judah. He forgave Manasseh, but Judah still faced the consequences for Manasseh's sin. The damage was done. They still face the consequences for Manasseh's actions and their own actions. Even though the destruction didn't happen during the time of Manasseh, it happened later. It still happened. And it was because of what Manasseh had done. God is long suffering, He's loving, He's merciful, and He forgives. But we can still face the consequences of our actions even though the sins are forgiven. Think about that. Even though the sins are forgiven by God, we can still face the consequences of our actions. Case in point, the judgment seat of Christ, where Christians are judged for their work as Christians we're not judged for sin because that was judged and paid for on the cross. Amen. We're judged by the way we live our life as a Christian. Our consequences have a price. Even though God forgives the sin, our cons- the 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 things that we do has a price. That didn't make any sense. Our consequences has a price. I need to go home and go back to bed. That's too much football on Saturday. But our actions have a price, is what I was meaning to say. We've been forgiven of our sins, but we are judged for our work, our actions as a Christian. Our actions have consequences. Manasseh lived an evil life. He turned to God and was forgiven. But even though he was forgiven, the things that he had done during his life, the evil that he had done, there was still a price that was paid. There's still consequences for the evil. Just as for the Christian, there are still consequences for the way we live our life. Our inaction. When God commands us to do things and we do not do them, we're forgiven of our sins, but that has a consequence that is paid for later at the judgment seat of Christ. Loss of reward. Even though Manasseh turned his life around, Judah still paid later on. Just as The Christian, whenever we fail to do things that God commands us to do, when we fail to witness, when we fail to pray, when we fail to read and study our Bible, when we fail to worship, even though we are forgiven of the sins, those actions can have consequences that show up later on. And that's something that we need to remember. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've given us. And, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation again, Lord. As we look to you for guidance and understanding, we just pray, Lord, that you would just continue to be with us, continue to overshadow us, and just guide us during the day and during the week. And, Lord, we just, again... Pray that if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.